Welcome to the Graceway Bible Church Podcast, a place to be immersed in teachings from God's Word. We hope you will be blessed by the Word of God as we discover together what our Heavenly Father wants us to understand. If you would like more information about our church, how to know Jesus as your Savior, or teachings from the Bible, visit our website, www.gracewaybc.org. Join us now as we dive into God's Word. We're studying the uh, book of Nehemiah. Now, Nehemiah is one of the three post-exilic reformers. These three reformers are coming into uh, Jerusalem to rebuild. And there's an order that they have here, which I thought was very interesting as I looked at the order of the exilic reformers and I compare our discipleship in our own lives. So let me just uh, share with you what I realized this week. First, we have Zerubbabel. He comes in and he's the one who is rebuilding the temple, establishing the spiritual center first. Then comes Ezra, who's a teacher. That's what he is. He's a teacher. And he comes in, and he's interested in the growth and the revival of the people, trying to strengthen them. And then Nehemiah, the guy we're studying now, he comes in and does the building of the walls. So I'm thinking, that sounds a lot like the flow of discipleship. Did you know there's a flow to the discipleship that we experience? Yes, there is. In fact, here I kind of laid it out in a similar fashion. The first thing you do when you become a disciple is you make a decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. When you make that decision, it's a decision that changes your life. If you have not made that decision yet, I invite you to make that decision today and invite Jesus Christ to come into your life, and then you get baptized. Usually those things come very closely together. But in our culture, sometimes people got saved and, and they, later, and they didn't get baptized, or maybe they were baptized as a baby. That's not really the baptism talked about in the Bible. That's really a dedication that your parents had, and thank God for that in your life. But there's a, a believer baptism that's described here. That's that first establishing Christ as the spiritual center of your life. Then, once you do that, you look around. Where's a church that I can be a member of? And, and uh, the church I was formerly a part of, our membership was very kind of informal. We believed in membership, but we just said, if you feel like you're a member, then you are one. At Graceway, there's a specific plan for becoming a member, and it's a strategic plan, so you want to look at that. I'm going to talk about membership in two weeks here at Graceway Bible Church. In fact, if you look in your bulletin, you'll see my name is in there because I'm applying for membership here at this church. <laughs> you'll learn more about that in two weeks. And this is a place where you grow, so maybe you've been a part of a, a grace group, or these summer electives for the summer are going to be a, a really interesting, different kind. of. You have a, a flyer in your bulletin about that. And then grace groups will start up again. It's where we're growing. But then we want to serve. And Nehemiah is all about this service part. So I want you to see the sermons that we're talking about now have more to do with this last part, getting involved in service and outreach in the life of our church. So that's where we are. That's what we're talking about. And uh, there are a lot of ministries here at Graceway. In fact, just like in the building of the walls, we're going to look at 47 names today, and uh, there are a lot of, there's probably 47 ministries at Graceway, something like that. Uh, I know you can't read this, and that's not important. I just want you to see that there's a big list of them, and you're going to learn more about those next Sunday during our ministry fair between the services. So plan to stay a little bit longer next Sunday so you can go down in the Family Life Center and see all of the tables for all the ministries, and maybe the Lord will do something in your heart, and you'd like to be a part of one of those. So we welcome you to do that. Today, as we look at Nehemiah chapter 3, we're going to see a lot of names. And, uh, and I hope that as you listen to all those names, you think about the individuality of those people. 
As I was reading all of this, and I'm thinking about Graceway and the work that we're doing here to build a lighthouse in this church, I'm thinking, wow, there's a lot of ministries that we're a part of. We all have a part of the wall, so to speak, like Nehemiah's crew were building the wall. And so I thought about this New Testament Bible verse that I want to read as our uh, stand-up verse today. So if you would stand with me, I want to read this passage from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 14. And God, we ask for your blessing on your word as uh, we look at it today. Speak to us, teach us what you have in our hearts for today. We ask that you'd bless us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians 4, chapter 11 to 14, we stand in honor of God's word. It says this, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Why do the saints need to be equipped for ministry? Because it's their job to build up the body of Christ. Until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every, and I've underlined some of those every whole and each words here, every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped with each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That word builds there that's used in Ephesians 4 is the Greek word that complements the Hebrew word in the Old Testament, repair, that's used 39 times in the passage I'm about to read to you. It's the same idea there. You may be seated. Now, as I read through this section, I'm going to pause at different points to draw attention to some things. I'm learning more about how Graceway works. There's a lot of things I don't know about grace when I'm learning as we go. Uh, For example, maybe you know this, but there's an information table out there, and that's the church office on Sunday morning. So if you want to communicate anything to the church office, you can stop by the information table there, and you can talk to Jeff Lamato, who happens to be there today, but others may be sitting behind there, and you can sign up for things, you can learn about things, you can be a part of things, uh, so you can take advantage of that if you'd like. And... um, And I'm I'm learning about how Graceway works. So I'm going to talk about some of those things as I go through. Some of these things you already know, but I'm just learning them. And we'll just talk about in general how we serve the Lord as a result of our work together. Let me read to you Nehemiah chapter 3. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brothers, the priests, and they built the sheep gate. Now, one of the things we're going to see is that sometimes... We build things that are close to our heart. And I would imagine that being a part of the sheep gate or there was important at the priests because the priests used sheep in their ministry to the people. So they wanted to have that responsibility and build the sheep gate. Now, I would suggest that sometimes in our lives, we get involved in ministry opportunities that are close to our hearts, like Eliashib and his crew, the high priest, with his brothers. It says they consecrated it and set its doors. Now, remember, they're taking bricks. And they're stacking up these bricks. Hand me another brick, Mr. Priest. And they're standing, uh, putting together this brick wall. And they're hanging the doors and so on. But it says they consecrated them. I would suggest that any work you do in the life of the church is consecrated. Consecrated means it's wholly set apart for the Lord. If you're working in the nursery, it's consecrated. If you're bringing food for refreshments for uh, during the Family Life Center worship time, that's consecrated to the Lord. If you're greeter, then that's consecrated. Everything you do 
in the life of the church is consecrated to the Lord. And that's what they did. They consecrated it and set its doors. They consecrated as far as the Tower of the Hundred, as far as the, the Tower of Hananel, and next to them, the men of Jericho built. Whoa, whoa, let's just pause there a minute because the men of Jericho, they're 25 miles away. It's interesting that these guys from 25 miles away come and say, how can I help? Because sometimes you serve in an area that might not be on your heart. Sometimes you come and say, how can I help? I'll serve anywhere. What do I need to do? How can I help build the walls? Or in our case, the, the lighthouse that God wants here in this community. The men of Jericho built. And next to them, Zakur, the son of Imri, built. The sons of Hasanaah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And next to them, Merimoth. Now remember his name. He's going to come up again. Merimoth, the son of Uriah, the son of Hakaz, repaired. And next to them, Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, son of Meshezabel, repaired. And next to them, Zadok, the son of Baana, repaired. And next to them, the Tekoites repaired. But their nobles would not stoop to serve the Lord. You wonder, why not? Were they busy doing something? But the word stoop seems to indicate that they thought it was beneath them. Oh, I'm retired. I'm not going to do that. Or, or I'm too busy to do this. There seems to be some indication here that that's negative, a negative connotation. I was thinking, wow, I suppose there are a lot of excuses that people have for not serving the Lord. As I pondered that this week, I thought of Moses. Do you remember when God wanted to give Moses that great opportunity to lead his people out of Egypt? Moses had five excuses. In fact, I put them up here for you just so you can see them. These are the five top excuses that, uh, that we can find, at least in Moses' experience. Here's what he said. I'm not adequate for the job. Do you ever feel that way? Oh, I'm not qualified to do that work or this work. No, 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 no. It's not about us, is it? It's about God working through us. Or say, I don't know enough, Moses says to God. Or people won't take me seriously. I, I think we've got to be careful with that one because sometimes... We think it's about us when it really isn't about us. It's just about us imparting God's grace. We're just grace dispensers and passing that grace on. If you're greeting or you're opening doors uh, for people, then uh, you're just a grace dispenser. I'm not good with words, Moses said. And he said, I'm not willing. And I suppose that's a, an excuse that uh, is common. But there's these excuses. And I wonder what it was that these uh, Tekoites their nobles said to themselves, said, I'm not going to serve in this case. Joyada, the son of Paseah, and Meshulam, the son of Besodea, repaired the gate of Yashana. They laid its beams and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. There's 13 gates mentioned in this passage, if you're counting. Um, and then verse 7, it says, And next to them repaired Melatiah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Maranathite, the men of Gibeon and of Mizpah, the seat of the governor of the province behind, beyond the river. Next to them, Uziel, the son of Harhiah, goldsmiths repaired. Next to him, Hananiah, one of the perfumers repaired, and they restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. I'm thinking, wow, that's interesting. Their normal job was goldsmithing. Their normal job was um, perfumers, and yet they were willing to do something different like hang doors and, and uh, hand me another brick or mix the mortar or whatever they needed to do to build the walls. 
Now, I prepare my sermon early in the week, so I've got it going in my mind. I'm thinking about what I'm doing because I'm looking for ways that God might speak to me in regards to that, and I go to the gym. I'm a member of the the Robert Wood Johnson Hamilton Fitness Center. If you're there, you might see me, and just remind me who you are if if you do. Uh, And uh, when I was there this week on Monday, there was a man there uh, who was selling and buying jewelry, gold, or or checking your rings and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm thinking goldsmith man works with gold, I'm going to ask him some questions. So I said to him, hi, uh, my name's Scott. I'm a pastor down the road here. I still don't know the address, but it's down there, <laughs> down there, down the road. And I said, uh, now, uh, in my passage in the Bible for my sermon this Sunday, it talks about a goldsmith. I have no idea what a goldsmith does. Are you a goldsmith? And his answer to me says, well, I, I worked on the bench for 14 years but I'm not on the bench now, which tells me there's a bench. I have no idea what a goldsmith does. But he says, think about it this way. Do you remember when Moses went up on the mountain? He's telling me this. Moses goes up on the mountain, and uh, Aaron had all of those people take all their jewelry, and they brought it together, and they melted it all down to be a, a golden calf. They had a mold for it. And then when it came out of the mold, they probably scraped it off like they do when they're to make it uh, clean. And then they shine it all up, and it's a golden calf. I'm thinking, wow, this guy must be a Christian. No, he tells me he's saw the Ten Commandments movie. Uh, I said, well, that's great. Some people see the movie. Some people read the book. I like to read the book. But the, um, here he is telling me about the goldsmiths, and I, I just thought, wow, what an interesting thing in the passage that these goldsmiths had a job to do, yet they were willing to do other things. And isn't that true about the body of Christ? You might be greeting or teaching Sunday school or working in the nursery or working in the youth, and you don't even know what that person that you're serving with does. No, there's doctors and nurses and electricians and and people who work at Walmart and and, uh, stay-at-home moms and, you know, all kinds of people working together because the work we do outside of the church isn't as important as the work we do inside of the church and our relationships together. The goldsmiths, the perfumers repaired. Verse 9, next to to them, Raphiah, the son of Hur, ruler of half the district of Jerusalem, repaired. Next to them, Jediah the son of Harumaf, repaired opposite his house. And next to him, Hattush, the son of Hashabneah, repaired. Makaijah, the son of Harim, and Hashab, the son of Pathab Moab, repaired. Another section of the Tower of the Ovens. Next to him, Shalom, the son of Halohesh, ruler of the half-tribe of Jerusalem, repaired he and his daughters. I go, whoa, isn't that interesting? I love family ministry. Whenever I see kids serving together, that it's, it's just a really special thing. And so today when I went down into the, to the Family Life Center, I saw the people getting ready. I don't know their last name, but it's Jacob and it's uh, Jesse, Jenny, thank you. And then their two kids were, I forget. Oh, yeah, okay, so you got them. All right, so they're all serving together. I said, this is family ministry taking place right here. You guys are serving the Lord. This is great. Uh, If you have children, I'd encourage you to invite them to serve with you. If you're opening doors um, on a Sunday morning, someone could help you open the doors. Your children can be there. If they like to hand out bulletins, they can be there handing out bulletins and support the usher ministry. Or they can, they're helping in, in, down in the kitchen getting all our food ready so we can go down there and enjoy some time together. It's just a beautiful thing when families work together, and it's so powerful in a child's life to help them experience the faith, not just learn about it, not just learn the Bible stories, but experience the faith, and, faith, and serving God is a key element of that. Verse 13, 
Hanun and the inhabitants of Zenoah repaired the valley gate. They rebuilt it and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars, and repaired a thousand cubits of the wall as far as the dung gate. I'm going, a thousand cubits? You know how? That's 1,500 feet. I'm thinking, who were those guys again? Oh, that was Hanun and the inhabitants of Zenoah. Well, that's a long way that they worked. They said, okay, let's put this together. And so they stepped in to do their part of the work. Melchijah, son of Rechab, ruler of the district of Beth Hakerem, repaired the dung gate. He rebuilt it and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And Shalom, the son of Kolhose, ruler of the district of Mizpah, repaired the fountain gate. He rebuilt it and covered it and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And he built the wall of the pool of Shelah of the king's garden as far as the stairs that go down from the city of David. After him, Nehemiah, the son of Azbuk, ruler of half the district of Bethzur, repaired to a point opposite the tombs of David as far as the artificial pool and as far as the house of the mighty men. The word next is mentioned 15 times in, that I count in chapter 3, which describes this ability for them to work next to each other because they all had a job to do. As I'm learning things about um, Graceway, last week I went into the Family Life Center during our break, and uh, I asked Mary Hart, who was in charge of making the coffee on that last Sunday, I said, uh, Mary, um, who brings the food for us to eat here? Because there were like 10 loaves of cinnamon bread. She said, I brought the cinnamon bread, but if someone else brought food, then we would uh, allow them to bring it. That's how we operate here. Did you know that? If you go down, there's no food there, it's because you didn't bring it. That's basically the idea. <laughs> We only eat what you bring. Now, maybe you would like to provide some cinnamon bread, or maybe you'd like some more health food, and so you'd provide some yogurt and some granola and some fruit. Wouldn't that be great to have down there? Or maybe, maybe you're not into health food. You want to bring some donuts. That's fine. Whatever you want to bring, we'll eat. The idea is that, uh, that we're serving together, and we're seeing what needs to be done here, what can happen. Now, if you decide to bring something next week, don't just bring it. You want Faye to know. Faye's in charge of that whole ministry. And so you want to stop by where? The information table and say, next week I'm going to bring some donuts or whatever you're going to bring in. And then, or on Friday, you can contact the office. But we're working next to each other as we're trying to accomplish the work that God has for us. Verse 17. After him, the Levites repaired. Rehum, the son of Bani, next to him, Hashabiah, ruler of half the district of Keilah, repaired for his district. After him, their brothers repaired, Bavai, the son of Hanadad, ruler of half the district of Keilah. Next to him, Ezer, the son of Jeshua, ruler of Mizpah, repaired another section opposite the ascent to the armory at the buttress. Now, a buttress was support that sticks out a bit. That's why they call it a buttress. It sticks out a bit. And so you'd be able to say, hey, you take it from the buttress there to the gate over there. That's the descriptive word, which we're going to see several times mentioned now, starting in verse 20. After him, Baruch the son of Zabai, repaired another section from the buttress to the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. After him, Merimoth, now remember, he, we've already heard his name. After him, Merimoth, the son of Uriah, son of Hakoz, repaired another section of the door of the house of Eliashib to the end of the house of Eliashib. Now, the key word is another. You see that? Uh, son of Hakoz repaired another section. What that means is he finished his one section, and he says, how else can I help? I like his initiative. Where can I uh, participate or what can I do? After him, the priests, the men of the surrounding area, repaired. After them, Benjamin and Hashub repaired opposite their house. Sometimes it's just right near their house because that's where their heart is that they're serving. 
you know, as you think about Grace Way and, and the lighthouse that God is building in this place, maybe there's something that's close to your heart that you'd like to build. Although we have a lot of ministries at Grace Way, we don't have a grief share ministry. We don't have a divorce care program. We don't have um, a single parent ministry, uh, divorce care I already mentioned. Um, there are several ministries, addiction ministry. I don't know where your heart is, but maybe there's something close to your heart that you're saying, you know, I'd like to maybe start something, or I'd like to, I'd like to build the wall near my house. And that's what is happening here. It says, after them, Azariah, the son of Messiah, son of Ananiah, repaired beside his own house. After him, Benui, the son of Henadad, repaired another section from the house of Azariah to the buttress into the corner. Palal, the son of Uzziah, repaired opposite the buttress and the tower, projecting from the upper house of the king of the court of the guard. After him, Padiah, the son of Parosh, and the temple servants living on Ophel, repaired to a point opposite the water gate on the east and the projecting tower. After him, the Togoites. Remember the Togoites? They were the ones whose nobles didn't want to stoop to do the work. They repaired another section. Here's a second group of people that said, hey, how can I help? Oh, we've already done our part. We'll do some more. And when you go down to the ministry fair next week, you'll see that there's a table here and an, of one ministry and a table here of one, another ministry, and the same person's trying to go back and forth between the tables. Those are the Tekoite persons who say, okay, I'll do more. Verse 28, and the horse gate and the priests repaired, each one opposite his own house. After them, Zadok, the son of Immer, repaired opposite his own house. After him, Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate, repaired. After him, Hananiah, the son of Shalamiah, and Hanum, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section. After him, Meshulam, the son of Barakiah, repaired opposite his chamber. His chamber? That's the first time I see chamber. Everybody else had a house near his house. This guy has a chamber. Maybe it's like a man cave or something. I don't know what it is, but somewhere near him, he has a chamber near that part of the wall. After him, Melchijah, one of the goldsmiths, repaired as far as the house of the temple servants and of the merchants, opposite the muster gate, and to the upper chamber of the corner, and between the upper chamber of the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants repaired. Wow, that's a list. 47 people. The word repaired is used 39 times, whereas next is used 15 times, 13 gates, all mentioned as I count them in the passage. But, you know, when I think about all of those words, maybe you got distracted by some of those names, but I want you to remember a few things. One, God's concerned about every individual. Their names are there. He's concerned about every one of us, and it looks like he keeps track of the things that we do. Secondly, they took initiative. And that initiative was strategic for getting the work done. Hey, I'll take this job. I'll take that job. Another thing we see is the word next. And the word next is strategic because we do this work together. As God is drawing us together in various ways. You will meet new people as you serve the Lord, but there's something about serving with someone else that says, wow, I really appreciate this, that God is doing some work through us. And we really develop close relationships throughout. Now, maybe you're here today, and you're saying, you know, i got things going on in my life I can't really serve, and that's fine. This is a place for you to grow, to be encouraged. Maybe we're going to serve you in order to help you in this period of time in your life. So I'm not trying to lay a guilt trip on you here. I just know that there are people here waiting to be asked, so I'm asking you, Let's uh, serve the Lord. How can we do what God would have us to do? Which brings me back to the initial passage that we mentioned. This is the second page of that. And let me just tell you again, picking up uh, in, in verse 15, it says, to grow up in every way 
into him who is the head, into Christ, for whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. God has a very special place for you at Graceway. And many of you are serving in a number of different ways, and thank you for your service. I trust that God will use this to speak to you and just encourage you in your work with the Lord. We are part of something very big and very important. It's God's work, and God allows us to be part of that in a way that's significant and strategic. Let's pray together. And so, Father, we come before you at this moment, and we ask for your Holy Spirit to convict us, teach us, encourage us, comfort us, satisfy us. Father, we're honored to be part of your team. You call that team the church. We know that it's not just about um, work, getting things done. It's about your growth that you're doing in our hearts. So we submit ourselves to you, our hearts to you, and ask you to continue to do that deeper work in our lives. Thank you for the privilege of serving you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sharing in this message. We pray it will make a difference in your life. Please consider joining us for our Sunday morning and evening worship services. For location and more information, visit our website, www.gracewaybc.org, and listen next time to learn more. May the God of peace richly bless you through his Son, Jesus Christ.